Tonight, Avengers Endgame breaks records like the Hulk breaks pants. California recognizes Star Wars Day. And we say goodbye to everyone's favorite Wookiee actor on this edition of Multiverse Tonight. There are many universes out there. Welcome to the one with news about all the others. This is Multiverse Tonight. Now, here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Thomas Townley. I hope you've seen Endgame. You know, it was three hours well spent. Uh, now that you've seen Avengers Endgame, what's next? Spider-Man Far From Home? Yeah. Star Wars? Uh, more streaming services than you have hours in the day? Uh, we have, you know, lots of choices to uh, work with now. So, uh, I hope uh, you find something that you like. By the way, we are only... Just a couple episodes from our first anniversary, our one-year anniversary. So, uh, I hope on having, you know, a few surprises coming up. Uh, right now, we're headed towards uh, Smallville Comic Con. And, you know, there I hope on having, you know, interviews. I'm going to try to broadcast live, or live to tape at least. So uh, be sure to uh, look forward to that. Now, if you want to help me out, check out multiversetonight.com to see our show notes, uh, shop our affiliate links, uh, see the occasional original column. I need to get back to writing a column and uh, much, much more. So uh, let's get started with some Marvel news. Avengers Endgame rocked the box office to its knees, bringing in $1.2 billion on its opening weekend worldwide. And in its second weekend, it's now up to $2,188,690,638. Could it make it $3 billion next weekend? It now holds the records for worldwide opening, for an opening weekend, opening day gross, single day gross, and single day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday gross. April opening weekend, spring opening weekend, top three day and top four gross, and many, many more. Now, it's competitions from the previous weeks, The Curse of La La Rona and Shazam, saw drops in that first week of over 60%, while the new Pet Cemetery remake saw a drop of 72%. Needless to say... Avengers walked away with all the money, and will probably keep making money for some time until that next big block summer blockbuster comes along, whichever one that is, Spider-Man. By the way, have you noticed that not many spoilers have been bandied about? Here's a cautionary tale, right out of Hong Kong, to make you think twice of opening your big mouth outside a theater. Asia 1 reports that a man was assaulted outside a Hong Kong theater for loudly exposing major Endgame spoilers to those in line for the movie. If that doesn't keep you quiet, then maybe this will. 
Directors Joe and Anthony Russo penned a letter to fans saying, quote, Because so many of you have invested your time, your hearts, and your souls in these stories, we're once again asking for your help, the letter read. When you see Endgame in the coming weeks, don't spoil it for others. The same way you wouldn't want it spoiled for you. Remember, Thanos still demands your silence. Quote, so, shh. And for those theater workers who who out, out there who kept those theaters clean, popcorn pop, and lines moving, Mark Ruffalo has a message for you. Quote, Thank you to everyone that went to see Endgame this weekend, reminding us how great it is to watch movies with others, Ruffalo said. And a special thank you to the people working at theaters this weekend. Love you 3000, unquote. By the way, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, the big winner financially in all this is Robert Downey Jr., who will walk away with a cool $75 million payout from the back-end profits on Endgame. It's good to be the Iron Man. Well, with one movie done, another must be made. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will start filming in 2020, with one of three possible release dates in 2021, February 12th, May 7th, or November 5th. Personally, I'm pulling for February. It's a couple of days before my birthday. Nice present. Now... Last episode, we talked about Disney Plus and its myriad of MCU shows. Well, we now know how many shows the first seasons of those of those uh, shows will be. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, Scarlet Vision will each have six to eight episode seasons. This info comes from the stars' contracts, which were negotiated separately from their movie contracts. Just a reminder... Disney Plus will launch on November 12th. Meanwhile, over at Sony Pictures, the studio assigned Phil Lord and Chris Miller to a five-year deal worth nine figures to start after their current Fox contract expires. The new deal will see the Spider-Verse makers create and develop comedy and drama projects of their own creation for broadcast, cable, and streaming platforms, as well as oversee other writers' projects. They will also be making TV projects based on the Sony MCU characters, including Spider-Man, Venom, Morbius, Black Cat, and Silver Sable. Lord and Miller said in a statement, quote, We are so grateful to everyone at Sony Pictures Television for choosing to partner with us and expanding our enduring relationship with the studio. Together, we aim to make groundbreaking work of the highest quality and integrity and to place that work in a convenient proximity to your eyeballs and ear holes, wherever you may be, unquote. Captain Marvel, actress Brie Larson, has been an outspoken advocate for diversity in the movie business. Now she has a few thoughts on creating a more diverse future for the MCU. On Variety's Big Ticket podcast, Brie responded to host Mark Malkin, talking about the notion that he never thought that he'd ever see an LGBT hero when he was growing up. She responded, quote, That breaks my heart to hear that, because there's no reason. I don't understand how you could think that a certain type of person isn't allowed to be a superhero. So to me, it's like, we gotta move faster. But I'm always wanting to move faster with this stuff. It wasn't enough for me to just look strong on a poster. It needed to extend further than that. I feel like I can't, at the end of the day, go to sleep at night if I didn't do everything that I possibly could. Unquote. 
She also expressed gratitude over Captain Marvel's success at the box office, quote, I'm happy to be on the forefront of the normalization of this type of content, and to prove once again that representation matters. Diverse storytelling matters, the female experience matters, and these are our markers. So it's something I've always known, I think I a lot of people always knew, but this is just normalizing. The next phase, unquote, the next phase is expected to be more diverse with upcoming movies like Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Black Panther 2. Disney is taking full advantage of being the major owner of Hulu. Disney now owns 60% of the streaming service. Today, Hulu announced that its 28 million subscribers will have the pleasure of seeing Gabriel Luna return to the role of Ghost Rider in the new series. Interestingly enough, he won't be the same Ghost Rider from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Also announced were Marvel's Hellstrom. Hellstrom is about Damien and Anna Hellstrom, the children of a mysterious and powerful serial killer. The two use their complicated dynamic, attitude, and skills to track down the worst of humanity. Paul Zabisky, executive producer and showrunner, said in the official announcement, quote, As a lifelong Marvel fan, I feel incredibly fortunate to help bring this darker, thrilling corner of the comic book universe to life, and I'm grateful to everyone at Marvel Television and Hulu for the opportunity. Marvel's known for all the heart, humor, and action they put into every series. But this time around, we're adding some scares to the mix. I've, I think we've found a compelling way to dissect some of our deepest fears through the experiences of our two lead characters. Unquote. Now, he, he also went on to say, We're thrilled Hulu will be moving into a new, admittedly chilling corner of the Marvel Universe with Ghost Rider and Hellstrom. Paul and Ingrid are crafting gripping adventures into fear that live in our in our spirits of vengeance cornerstone. Unquote. Now, these two series will be joining the third season of Marvel's Runaways and the new animated series Modok, Hit Monkey, Tigra and Dazzler, and Howard the Duck. These four animated series will then join together to become The Offenders. Sounds fun. Well, we would like to give a shout-out of some congratulations to Heimdall himself, Idris Elba. Back on April 26th, he tied the knot to Sabrina Dowry. According to the British edition of Vogue, they were married in Morocco. Congrats to the happy couple. And speaking of happy couples, surprise! Captain Marvel star Jude Law tied the knot to his fiancée, Philippa Cohen, on April 30th in the surprise wedding. The couple got wed in London, with only a select number of the couple's friends and family attending. This is Jude's second marriage. Congratulations. Now, on to some DC Comics. I know that uh, most eyeballs have been on the Marvel Universe lately, but DC has some news as well. Uh, Variety reports that James Gunn's The Suicide Squad has added Daniela Melkor for the role of Ratcatcher. Now, this would be a gender swap for the Batman villain. The member of the rogues gallery has a rat ca- was a Ratcatcher who discovered that he could actually control rats and use them to commit crimes. Uh, she joins Viola Davis, Margot Robbie, Jai Courtney, and Idris Elba. Also new to the cast will be Ant-Man vet David Dashmillian, who will be taking up the mantle of the D-list villain Polka Dot Man and John Cena stepping up as Peacemaker. 
The movie should start filming soon and will hit theaters in August of 2021. How come we can only see John Cena as a villain in in the on the silver screen? Man, come back to WWE and be a villain there. Everyone everyone already boos you. DC is adding another new book to their D, DC Zoom imprint. The book called Dear Justice League puts the heroes of the DCU answering questions from their biggest fans. The book is written by Michael Northrup and illustrated by Gustavo Duarte. DC put up a trailer. Uh, the description for the book is this, quote, The greatest heroes in the DC universe, the Justice League, answer mail from their biggest fans. Kids! Courtesy of Michael Northrup, New York Times bestselling author of Tomb Quest, and artist Gustavo Duarte, does Superman ever make mistakes? What was Wonder Woman's 11th birthday like? Does Aquaman smell like fish? In this new middle-grade no- graphic novel, iconic heroes are asked questions both big and small, and when they are not busy saving the world, the Justice League even finds time to respond. Their honest and humorous answers will surprise and delight readers of any age. As it turns out, being a superhero is not too different from being a kid. Feats of f- Full of feats, follies, and colorful illustrations, Dear Justice League gives readers the inside scoop into everyday heroics, no matter who wears the cape. Unquote. Dear Justice League hits stores on August 6th and will retail for $9.99. Kind of looks interesting, doesn't it? DC Comics has announced Batman, Superman, a new series to be written by Joshua Williamson and featuring art from debut debut artist David Marquez. The series is a follow-up to the Batman Who Laughs miniseries and focuses on the version of Batman from the dark multiverse that was corrupted by the Joker toxin and became a villain. Now he has a plan. Williams told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, We discovered through the Batman Who Laughs series that the Batman Who Laughs has been working on this massive plan since Dark Knight's Metal. What it is, is... He has sleeper agents throughout the DC Universe. They've been infected, and they're slowly turning into the worst versions of themselves. Some of them know they're changing. Some don't. Some aren't aware it's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde situation, where they're not aware of what the other side is doing. This is happening to six people. We've been calling them the new Secret Six, who have been turned. But who could be turned? Who are they? Batman and Superman have to go out and figure it out. But that means, but that means spying on other heroes, friends, and allies. We talked about the end of the thing, where it's the two of them, and they're like, "It could be you, it could be me, but we now have to work together." He went on, unquote. He went on to tell the uh, Hollywood Reporter that unraveling the mystery is the core of the book, but the mystery will also spread out to other books. Sounds like Batman, Superman are trying to find the secret Cylons, doesn't it? Arrow's star, Stephen Amell, has faced down many a bad guy on Arrow, but the real Amell hates one thing at home, leaf blowers. Stephen took to Twitter to voice his frustrations, quote, A person in my neighborhood has been blasting a leaf blower on a property that's under construction for the past 40 minutes. I'm home for the first time in months, and I'm wandering, and I'm wandering around in my undies. Yeah. Keep that, in your, keep that in your heads, ladies. Hope your lot is clean for no bleep reason. I can't even begin to explain how much I hate leaf blowers. I hate leaf blowers just a little less than I love my daughter. Unquote. 
However, Elon Musk might have a solution to this dilemma. Elon recently revealed on Twitter that, quote, Tesla is going to develop a quiet electric leaf blower, unquote. Uh, Stephen tweeted back, quote, I humbly offer you my firstborn son, unquote. I don't know if that's an even trade. I'm pretty sure Elon can build a son, probably using the leaf blower. Now, let's uh, go to some Star Wars news. So, you've seen the trailer for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. If you saw it in the first 24 hours after it was released, you're not alone. According to a report from Deadline, 111 million views were recorded by YouTube. That beat out The Last Jedi's 91 million viewers, and has more than doubled The Force Awakens numbers. That's pretty impressive, but still falls short of the numbers for the tra- for num- for the trailers for Inve- Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame, which both had more than 238 and 289 million viewers, respectively. Still, those numbers are YouTube only, so your mileage may vary. Disney fans, watch now! With Disney Plus coming soon, there's now an expiration date on any Disney content. That's uh, still on Netflix. Cars 3 leaves on July 31st. Coco expires on November 29th. The Incredibles 2 leaves on July 30th. Star Wars movies The Last Jedi leaves on December 26th. Solo, A Star Wars Story on July 9th. Marvel movies Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 will leave on May 5th. Thor Ragnarok on December 6th. Black Panther on March 4th. On March 4th. Avengers Infinity War on June 25th, and Ant-Man and the Wasp leaves on July 29th. Of course, you could always just buy the movies and support them directly. Yeah. And uh, while you uh, watch those movies, why not play a blast from the past? Discord has some oldies for you. The company has announced 11 games from the Lucasfilm and Disney archives that will be heading to its Nitro Games subscription service. Revealed so far are Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Star Wars Republic Commando, The Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition, and Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Now, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 are available now. Uh, the Discord app is free, but the Nitro Game subscription will cost you $10 a month. May the 4th has long been known as Star Wars Day for for years now. And uh, now the California State Assembly has introduced a resolution declaring May 4th, 2019, officially as Star Wars Day. The Assembly drafted the resolution in advance of Disneyland's new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge attraction. It reads in part, Resolved by the Assembly of the State of California, the Senate thereof concurring, that the legislature recognizes the Star Wars franchise upon the celebration of the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the largest single-site expansion to date of Disneyland Park, and commends the Disneyland Resort and the Walt Disney Company for their decades-long record of enhancing the quality of life for people in California and beyond. And be it further resolved that the legislature declares March uh, May 4th, 2019 as Star Wars Day." Unquote. Star Wars was created by Modesto native George Lucas. The first, fil- the first film of the franchise was released in 1977. 
The Assembly Rules Committee passed ACR 72 Monday by a vote of 10 to 0. And speaking of Galaxy's Edge, Disney's Hollywood Studios put out an open casting call for people to play gatherers in Savvy's workshop inside the land's Black Spire outpost. The casting call read as follows, quote, Gathers, warm and inviting, people leading a structured and interactive experience, gatherers have dedicated their lives to restoring balance in the galaxy. Adept at engaging authentically with visitors, those slightly quirky and mysterious, the gatherer is always personable and humorous. Good comedic and improvisational skill instincts, all abilities, genders, and types welcome. Your job will be to guide guests in building their own unique lightsabers. You'll also amaze them with your deep knowledge of the Force and train them to be Jedis. Auditions are being held on Tuesday, May 21st at 4 p.m. at Animal Kingdom Rehearsal Facility with callbacks, which will be held May 28th and 29th in Orlando. Actors should prepare for the audition with the provided script, which I'll have a link to in our show notes. <sighs> we close Star Wars news on a sad note. Peter Mayhew with Deep Love and Sadness. Or Peter Mayhew, the original Chewbacca, has passed away. The following was posted on fa- his Facebook. Quote, the, fo- the family of Peter Mayhew with Deep Love and Sadness regrets to share the news that Peter has passed away. He left us the evening of April 30th, 2019, with his family by his side in his North Texas home. Peter was the man behind the mask of Chewbacca in the original series trilogy, episode 3 of the prequels, and the new trilogy. He fought his way back from being wheelchair-bound to stand tall and portray Chewbacca once more in Star Wars The Force Awakens. He also consulted on The Last Jedi in an attempt to teach his successor. He put his heart and soul into the role of Chewbacca, and it showed in every frame of the films, from his knock-kneed running, firing his bowcaster from the hip, his bright blue eyes, down to each subtle movement of his head and mouth. But to him, the Star Wars family meant so much more to him than a role in the film. The relationships that began to then grew into friends and family that he would love for decades to come. As the films released and became more well-known, he had his eyes open to the possibilities of what he could achieve with his role in the Star Wars universe. For more than 30 years, Peter traveled all over the world, spending time with his fans and friends. Peter developed lifelong friendships with the other cast members and his fans while on the convention circuit, touching the lives of millions. As he realized over the years the impact he would have, he became heavily involved with the 501st Legion, Wounded Warriors, Make-A-Wish, and other non-profit organizations. To this end, we established the Peter Mayhew Foundation, supporting everything from individuals and families in crisis situations to food and supplies for the children of Venezuela during their recent road to freedom. He not only provided funds, but became personally involved with each individual, family, and cause he supported. As he grew older, he continued to soldier on, as he put it, and was completely in his element around fans and supporters. He grew great strength from the energy of his family, friends, and the fans he knew and loved. He is survived by his wife and three children, his wife Angie and three children. His kindness, generosity, and care will live on in the Peter Mayhew Foundation, with Angie taking the helm as his voice. 
There will be a memorial service for friends and family held on June 29th, and in early December in Los Angeles, there will be a memorial for fans set up with his family in attendance, personal effects, and collection at EmpireCon LA. For additional information, information on the memorials and offer consultancies, email Ryan at realappearances.com. Rather than gifts and flowers, the family asks that you consider donating to the foundation so they can become so they can continue his efforts to help the community. You can donate at PeterMayhewFoundation.org slash make slash make or make dash a dash donation dot php unquote. You know, I got to see him once at Planet Comic Con a few years ago, and you know, he was generally a real nice guy. Our condolences to his family and to Star Wars fans everywhere. Now, let's go to the Star, Tre- Star Trek news. Now, well, we begin Star Trek news uh, with the CBS and Viacom. They're headed towards that reunion, uh, finally. Billboard, excuse me, Bloomberg reports that CBS is no longer looking for a permanent successor for former CEO Les Moonves. Instead, Joe Ianello, who was Moonves's former number two, will continue acting as act, will continue as acting CEO till the end of the year. Bloomberg speculates that this could be signaling that CBS is prepared to merge back with Viacom, as CBS wouldn't probably be looking for a new CEO while trying to negotiate a deal with Viacom at the same time. A merger would be good for both Viacom and CBS, so they can be on a larger footing to compete with Disney and Warner Media. On the subject of CBS, Star Trek has announced that it's launching a Star Trek global franchise group. This new division will manage and maximize the expansion of the Star Trek brand beyond broadcasting and streaming, including podcasts, new digital spaces, and live exper- experimental events. You know, with podcasts, hey, I'll, I'll do a podcast for you. Anyway, uh, leading this new unit will be Veronica Hart, who will serve as Executive Vice President of Star Trek Global Franchise Management. In other words, she's kind of Alex Kurtzman's boss. Alex Kurtzman said in a statement, quote, As we expand the Trekverse, Veronica's team and Secret Hideout are dedicated to broadening Star Trek's brand reach by amplifying its core values globally. Empowerment, inclusion, imagination, and above all, the exceptional storytelling that's inspired generations of fans, unquote. Exceptional storytelling. Exceptional, period. Storytelling, period. Let's just meditate on those words, shall we, Alex? Hmm? Anyway, uh, while we're hoping for that exceptional storytelling, CBS Television Studios has announced that it has greenlit a new Star Trek animated series, but not for CBS All Access, but for Nickelodeon. The show is seen as an opportunity to get younger kids into Star Trek. The show is being developed by Emmy Award winners Kevin and Dan Higman. The as-of-yet-named CG animated show will follow a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict Starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure, meaning, and salvation. The series comes from CBS Eye Animation Productions, Secret Hideout, and Roddenberry Entertainment. Alex Kurtzman, Heather Kadeen, Katie Krentz, Rod Roddenberry, and Trevor Roth will serve as executive producers 
alongside Kevin and Dan Hageman. Aaron Byers will serve as a co-executive producer. In the statement, Ox Kurtzman said, quote, Star Trek's mission is to inspire generations of dreamers to build a brighter future. Dan and Kevin have crafted a story that honors ex- exploratory spirit in a way that's never been done before. While the Nickelodeon team blew us away with their excitement at bringing Trek to a younger generation around the world, unquote. Now, this show joins the adult animated comedy called Lower Decks that will air on All Access. Now, let's take a break. I'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of Multiverse Tonight. You know, one way you can support this show is to listen to it through the Radio Public app. Every episode of Multiverse Tonight that is heard through the Radio Public app for iPhone or Android means that you can get this podcast and we get a couple of cents in our can. Find the Radio Public app in Google and iTunes app stores and give it a try today. Now, uh, let's uh, continue on with the show and we'll talk uh, briefly about Star Trek Online. Star Trek Online is bringing back Jason Isaacs as non-mere captain Gabriel Lorca and Rika Sharma as Commander Ellen Landry, back to life. Perfect World and Cryptic Studios announced Star Trek Online first major update, Rise of Discovery, that will hit servers on PC on May 14th. Players will get to fight alongside USS Baran and get to interact with Lorca and Landry before they, they join the crew of the USS Discovery. The new update will also introduce a brand new reputation and a ship system update that will allow players to level up tier 6 ships with their characters. Let's watch the trailer. For some, Starfleet is a promise of exploration. It's a journey shared by friends, by family. No matter what we discover out there, you can trust your family has your back. Picking up a distress call from Pryor's world, Captain. Helm set a course. Maximum warp. We're needed. Mm, looks, looks pretty good to me, you know. I... And uh, I need a new reputation to, to level up. You know, almost to level six on all the other reputations. So that gives me something to do in that game. You know, I love that game. I give a lot of money to that game. Anyway, a Variety reports that Ethan Phillips is joining the cast of a new space comedy for HBO. Avenue Five comes from Veep creator Armando Inucci. And is described as a space tourism comedy set 40 years in the future. The show stars Hugh Laurie as the captain of the space cruiser, space cruise ship, Avenue 5, and also stars Josh Gad, Zach Woods, Nikki Amoka, Rebecca Front, Lenora Critchlow, and Susie Nakamura. Ethan will play a character named Spike Martin, an elderly space enthusiast and former astronaut. Spike is described as, quote, a grizzled womanizer. He should have a higher status due to his achievements as an astronaut, but not many people know who he is. He often boasts of being the first Canadian to land on Mars, which isn't strictly true. Unquote. 
Good to see Ethan Phillips working again. So, you finished Season 2 of Discovery and thought, what to do now? Play Star Trek Online, of course. But, uh, IDW also has an answer. A Season 2.5 miniseries called Star Trek Discovery Aftermath. The issue, the three-issue series, comes from previous Discovery miniseries writers Kirsten Beyer, Mike, and Mike Johnson, with art by Tony Chastine. According to Mike Johnson, quote, "The new series shows how Pike, Spock, Laurel, and the rest of the cast deal with the fallout from the mind-blowing events of season two, and we couldn't be happier that Tony Chastine is beaming back on board for the story." Unquote. Other Chaz Marats added. Quote, to be able to follow up the huge status quo shift present in that finale is a dream come true, especially with a team as talented as Kirsten, Mike, and Tony. In terms of fitting into the broader universe present in Discovery, this new series is perhaps our most essential yet, and I can't wait for everybody to see what we've got in store for them. Unquote. You know, one thing you haven't heard about lately is Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek project. Now, the last thing we knew, it was assigned to screenwriter Markle Smith back in December of 2017, and since then, nothing. All quiet. However, Quentin was asked about it by SlashFilm.com, quote, I don't feel like I have to ask even this, though I don't know if you'll want to answer, but are you going to make a Star Trek movie? Is there any truth to that? Quentin, quote, It's been a very big possibility. I haven't been dealing with those guys for a while because I've been making my movie. But we've talked about a script and a story. The script is is being written, and when I emerge my head like Puxatani Phil post Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we'll pick up talking about it again, unquote. Now, Once Upon a Time, his new movie, will be released this summer, so I guess only time will tell. And uh, lastly, Nichelle Nichols, is on the final leg of her convention farewell tour. Her final appearance is set for May 2020, and Nichelle would like to tell her life story with a biographical biographical documentary titled Breaking Barriers. With the help of Atomic Network, and, and an Indiegogo campaign has been launched to assist with financing the production. The campaign has a goal of 25000 It's about halfway there with only a few days left in the campaign. If you'd like to donate as little as $5, just look up the campaign on Indiegogo or find the link in our show notes. The campaign ends on the 10th, so time is ticking. Um, Nichelle Nichols is, is a lovely woman. I, I got to meet her once at the last Star Trek convention that uh, that was held in Wichita a long, long time ago. and And she was just awesome to me and my mother, so I hope her... I hope, you know, all the best for her. Now, let's go on to some geek news. Game of Thrones is busy on its wind-down tour. The cast is making a good payday of the, for those last six episodes. According to IndieWire, Kit Harington, Emily Clark, Lena Hedy, Pierre Dinklage, and... Nicole Coaster Waldu each received half a million dollars per episode, while co-stars Sophie Turner, Maisie Williams, and Isaac Hempstead Wright each received 175000 per episode. I would take half of those paychecks any day of the year. Just saying. 
<sighs> Netflix has killed its uh, com- zombie comedy, The Santa Clarita Diet. The third season just dropped a couple of months ago. Now, this came as a bit of a shock, as it seemed to be one of Netflix's tentpole properties. In a statement, Netflix said, The world had never known a zomcom until Santa Clarita Diet, and were indebted to creator Victor Fresco for bringing this idea to Netflix. To their endless credit, the incredible Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant were totally, ga- were totally game, with an uncanny knack for comedy that brought Sheila and Joel Hammond to vibrant life, even though one of them was undead. We're grateful to Victor, Drew, and Timothy, along with fellow executive producers Tracy Katz- Katzke, Aaron Kaplan, Chris Miller, and Amber Truesdale, and the terrific cast, including Liv Hewson and Skylar Gisando, and the crew for three hilarious seasons for Netflix members to discover for years to come. Stars Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore responded in a statement to The Hollywood Reporter. Drew Barrymore said, quote, Of all the characters I've ever done, Sheila Hammond is one of my favorites. She and Joel were an amazing couple who had, excuse me, who had shared goals, and I am lucky to have worked alongside Tim Oliphant. It was an honor to do something so delightful. Sheila lives forever in me, and I am grateful to Victor Fresco, who created a world so unique, unquote. Now, Timothy Oliphant, in, in his statement, said, quote, I loved working on this show. I'm going to continue coming in and doing scenes. If they don't want to film it, that's up to them, unquote. Now, uh, the Nintendo 3DS is as, uh, at, seems to be at its end of life. Nintendo has confirmed that it has nothing new to announce regarding first-party software for the Nintendo 3DS. And while there's still new software from third-party publishers in the pipeline, it looks like Nintendo is moving on. The 3DS first came out in 2011. It was not the biggest seller as its predecessor, but it was still well-received by fans. Of course, given that the Nintendo Switch is both a handheld and a home console system, kind of made the 3DS obsolete. So, farewell, 3DS, and may flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. The Critters are back. The film series, which de- which uh, debut was in 1986 st- and starred D. Walsh and M. Emmett Walsh, uh, Critters featured critters from outer s- critters featured creatures from outer space that were cute looking and had rows and rows of sharp teeth that land on Earth as they attempt to escape intergalactic bounty hunters. Now it had many sequels, inc- but uh, now has a new one called Critters Attack which will be the fifth film in the, fr- in the franchise. It will debut on Blu-ray, DVD, and Digital HD on July 23rd. Here's the description. Quote, D. Wallace, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, who starred in the original Critters as Helen Brown, will sink her teeth into the franchise for the second time in the mysterious role of Aunt D. Inspired by the film series from the 80s and 90s, Critters follows 20-year-old Drea, Shauna Washington, who reluctantly takes a job babysitting for a professor of a college she hopes to attend. Struggling to entertain the professor's children, Trissy, Ava Preston, and Jake, Jack Fulton, along with her own little brother Philip, Jaden Noel, Drea takes them on a hike, unaware that mysterious alien creatures have crash-landed and started devouring every living thing they encounter. While being tracked by the ravenous creatures, 
Drea and the kids encounter an adorable, seemingly harmless female creature named Bianca, an exiled royal fleeing the critter race. As the critters converge on the college campus, Drea and the kids, who are now inextricably linked to Bianca, rush to head them off. Will Drea discover her inner badass? And will it be enough to stop the critter onslaught? And is the critter princess as innocent as she seems? Unquote. Well, that sounds like something. Yeah. Not really my cup of tea, I think. Anyway, Paramount is moving forward with its live adaption of Rugrats by hiring Diary of a Wimpy Kid director David Bowers. The adaptation of the 90s cartoon is set to be a live-action and CGI hybrid, with the babies done in CGI and the adults in live-action. No other details are available, but uh, CGI babies? That just sounds really creepy. And uh, while we're on the subject of cartoons that are being made into movies, Warner Brothers is bringing Tom and Jerry to the movies, and they're in talks with Chloe Grace Moretz, to star in the film. Just like Rugrats, this would be a live-action animated hybrid movie. Chloe would play the part of Kayla, an employee at the hotel that Jerry moves into during a glamorous wedding. Kayla hires Tom to take out Jerry, and hilarity ensues? I guess? The 25th James Bond movie is, well, taking its sweet time. However, we have little news about the casting. No title yet, but we did get word via a promotional video that Rami Malek will play the villain of the picture. Also, we got a handful of plot details. According to producer Barbara Broccoli, quote, He's enjoying himself in Jamaica, unquote. Barbara then added that the production has built an extraordinary house for the famous agent and his license to kill. The description of the movie that followed that was, quote, Bond's peace is short-lived when his old friend Felix Leiter from the CIA turns up asking for help. The mission is to rescue a kidnapped scientist who turns out to be far more treacherous than expected, link Bond onto a trail of a mysterious villain armed with a dangerous new technology, unquote. Now, doesn't that description just kind of sound like every other James Bond movie? Just, you know, I don't know. Anyway, that does uh, bring us to the end of this show. And, uh, well, that does bring us to the end of this show. Be sure to check us out on our uh, social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. Uh, We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And, uh, And, by the way, that address up there at the top of my head. The at Multiverse Tonight is not correct. It's actually at Multiverse Tom. Anyway. Now, uh, if you'd like to contribute some money, uh, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to our coffee or Patreon as well. And be sure to visit multiversetonight.com and check out our affiliate marketplace links, the link to our T Public store, show notes, and uh, so much more. And if you're a subscriber... Be sure to share us with your friends, and if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us with some feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Special thanks to Lobo Loco for our theme music. Now, thanks for watching Multiverse tonight. We'll be back in two weeks. 
Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.